We're kind of like a woodpecker in a petrified forest. You know, just keep busy and look for opportunities. That's shocking when you think about it. But them's the brakes. Oh, that is cool. What they gonna say now? This is the Brian Suits Show. I don't know. How about now? Look at that. Oh, there wow, I am. Wow, the mic is turned on. The anticipation was no, killing me. No, it was me. Uh, on someone else's uh, board. Uh, hey, M770 KTT Brian Suits here um, this hour with Boris Johnson resigning. Brought to you by Johnson Outboard Motors. In just a second, AM770 KTT. So let's get you to work with the right way traffic. You got your sunrise. You caught a prize. You, you're making your Johnson. Party nights, summer whites, you, your friends, and your Johnson. Rooster tails, water trails, you, your kids, and your Johnson. Saturday nights, distant lights, you, your girl, and your Johnson. What is that? You and your Johnson, a way of life for over 50 years. I'll say. Hey, I'm so somebody, KTTH. Uh, well, good morning, everybody. Uh, you know, it, its effect on you is uh, largely nil, as they say in in Britain. Where uh, I, you know, I I, I watched it at four thirty our time, watching the resignation of the uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson. What, what's amazing to me is how unceremonious it was. I mean, after this is the year that I discovered that they opened Parliament with a guy banging on the wooden door with a black rod called Black Rod. It's Black Rod. Open the door. But when a prime minister uh, resigns as head of the party, in, in, which effectively is a de facto resignation from executive leadership, you just come out. You just you just walk out quickly to a podium. Uh, do you know there's a number 10? Uh, by the way, uh, producer Greg uh, here along with uh, Brian Suits here for Friday practice the 7th of July. can't believe it's already Friday practice. I know. Um, the them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. And so uh, after a series of uh, very embarrassing gaffes and stepping on various uh, outboard motor names, um, he, uh, he resigned. You know there's a number 10 Downing Street cat? I did see the cat outside the door yesterday. Larry the cat, and he has a Twitter feed, and he is part of Number Ten. Da- he's not Boris Johnson's cat; he's Number Ten Downing Street's cat. And so, but no one was letting the cat inside. Well, that's what's so funny. So, the BBC standing out there, they're, they're all they're all like they're twenty feet in front of the door. It's it's so not the White House, and um, and BBC's talking to some politician, and the cat just wanders up to the door and sits there. And then the, apparently some uh, British, you know, Scotland Yard chap uh, lets the cat in, but the cat just came up to the door. Larry the cat just came up, and uh, then this morning, so while while his uh, entire cabinet, fifty plus um, uh, cabinet members, uh, want out, Larry the cat wants in. But then he's again, he's, he wasn't part of the uh, Boris Johnson. It's not really an administration, um, but, uh, here, here's how that went this morning. And it was, I've got to give, got to give him credit. It, it was, 
Um, Two and a half years since Boris Johnson won that incredible majority, which gave him the chance well, here to he govern. Is, Nick. Let's see what the prime minister. He just opens the door, strikes at the podium. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. It, thank you, thank you. It is clearly now the will of the Parliamentary Conservative Party that there should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new prime minister. There you go. He goes. Uh, I've got some other uh, highlights here, but but but, but uh, there's no ceremony or anything. You just come out and that's it. You know, I was expecting like you know the <laughs> I don't know the the queen sticks an ostrich feather in a cantaloupe or something. Oh, we all know what that means. Something like that. I mean, if a, if a guy with a big black stick named Black Rod bangs on a door and, and then it winds up with the Queen in Parliament reading the agenda. Visually and uh, audibly, it was rather, I don't know, anticlimactic, but it is a BFD. He spoke for about six to seven minutes. He's the third uh, prime minister in a row to resign before their term is over. As far as I can tell, Brian, there's three main reasons why he stepped down. The first was he was caught partying during COVID restrictions. The second, he embarrassed the queen somehow. And then the third, the straw that broke the camel's back, was his handling of sexual misconduct allegations against some people in the conservative party. Well, especially a chap by the name of Pincher. Pincher by name, mm-hmm. Pincher by nature. And uh, he, he was accused of uh, molesting men at a men's club and uh, un- un- unwanted pinching and molestation. And and Boris Johnson knew it, appointed him anyway. But the other thing about the partying during the lockdowns mm-hmm. um, is that he lied about it, and that that was the issue. If you if you'd come clean and said, "Ah, come on, who's not doing this?" All right, sorry, now I'm dumb for being. I should know better. I'm the one making the rules. But instead, he lied. He said, "No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not aware." As he tussled his hair and and, and all that. And there, there were several other times, and then, and then it got out. And so I got to say, you know, kind of like what powered the Gavin Newsom recall until the Democrats poured more money fighting the recall than his original election, uh, it, it's the hypocrisy. You know, after what we're all going through, you know, to, to see any politician uh, do that. I mean, I, I would be more angry at a Republican doing that because you're supposed to be the adult. You're supposed to know better. Um, and so, uh, yeah, for, for him, it was not, not just the doing that, but the lying about it instead of owning it. Yeah. Don't go party at the French laundry while you've instituted lockdown. And and if, if you do in the age of the handheld smart car phone, um, don't lie about it, you know, because that's what, that's what nailed hairdo McGun grab who, by the way, lied about he's on, even though you can't, the state of California can't do business. And I think state of Washington can't do state business in Montana because of their their um, their their Paleolithic caveman LGBTQ policy. He's up there right now on vacation, and they were they were trying to cover that up. Does Emily it, it doesn't go on vacation, does he? Uh, I'm not sure. Or like he goes to Quill scene or something, <laughs> whatever. So so um so, so that's what it is, and and the way their politics work is. He's resigning as head of the party. The, the conservative party still holds the parliamentary majority, so they will elect a new head of the party who will become the, the prime minister. That's how that works. And the questions on the table now in light of this resignation by Boris Johnson is who will secede him. They think it's, at least for the time being, going to be the deputy 
Prime Minister. And then also another big question is what happens to the UK's relationship with Ukraine? And Boris Johnson mentioned that in this brief speech today. And he said, you know, our unequivocal support uh, of our ally here will not be in question as uh, he takes this resignation. And also, he didn't really give a timetable of when he's going to be stepping down. Yeah. So he's going to be just a lame duck, you know, for a couple of weeks. And and now so now the handcuffs are off. Uh, completely but he's been one of the biggest supporters of Zelensky yeah from the get-go yeah and and that that will that's a party policy and that'll that'll that's a UK policy and that'll that'll right. uh, uh, continue it's, it's funny it's not like here where we're you know it, 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 your position in that office is not because you're head of the party you're head of the party because you're in that office but de facto head of the party um, uh, the actual, you know, day-to-day administrator of the Republican Party is Rona Romney McDaniel. She had to drop the Romney for four years because Trump didn't like that. But because she is Mitt Romney's daughter. Um, but so, but that's that's different in in parliamentary politics. You you can you can have two people who form a political party and maybe you both get elected. You know, but you don't uh, until you form a coalition. You're, you're nobody. You're just the two guys from from the walk around looking silly party or whatever. Um, so so anyway, you'll you'll see this on the news today. I mean, you know, ultimately our closest um, closest aligned diplomatic and military ally had a I was going to have a change in executive power. You know, how does it affect you on your day to day comings and goings? It uh, it. Uh, really really doesn't also um seven o'clock to help explain the implosion of the pac 12 my old broadcast partner number number 21 on your roster number one your heart paul moyer from espn radio from seattle sports radio will join us at 7 a.m uh, to explain a former arizona state uh, great former seahawk great paul moyer <clears throat> and just a darn spiffing bloke uh, we'll uh, have him on at seven, and that, and we'll do some uh, some real hot conservative sports takes on that. Uh, when we come back, a, a, a Netflix wanted to edit anti-abortion jokes from a comic. He pulled his special off of Netflix, and he's going to release it himself. Uh, I'll play you one of the jokes when we when we come back. Uh, AM seven seventy KTTH. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic. Um, some of the KTTH fine suits here with uh, producer Greg. Good morning, everybody. Here's here's uh, some some fun numbers for you. The auto theft uh, over the weekend at uh, the 44, 43 or forty four vehicles stolen in Pierce County. Uh, believe it or not, uh, that actually is uh, is a low. <clears throat> for but it, it's uh, because the weekend is Saturday and Sunday. If you include Monday, uh, and then it's a three day. Then then uh, so that's why it's a record. But anyway, auto thefts in Tacoma between last year and this year uh, up. Try eighty eight percent. Eighty eight percent. It seems like a lot. <laughs> Um, I'm and, no mathematician. Yeah, and I, I, I think that you know that drives the auto theft rate in Pierce County, um, obviously, in, in, a, in a really horrific uh, story uh, out of uh, South Hill yesterday in Tacoma. A 14-year-old girl uh, shot and killed 
by a, apparently errant gunfire. Not sure. We don't know much more than that, but I'll play a story on that. We'll we'll hear a little more from Tacoma PD, I think, uh, today on this. Here's another um, fun fact uh, figure. Um, how many kids does Elon Musk? Well, let's see. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an over-under. Elon Musk, over or under seven on children? I know the answer to this oh, one, so I can't play that? this game. Our audience can play. Um, well, then we'll, we'll do that. Well, yeah, but they're going to Google it. It's There's, nine. Yeah. <laughs> there are well, nine. That we know about. N- yeah. We're just finding out. One of his executives from Neuralink, which is the... Which, which is Skynet, which is the thing where they're going to put a chip in in your head so you can drive your Tesla up mentally or, or whatever. Anyway, he had – what's his thing with twins? He has twins all over the place. But he, he evidently last year had uh, two more uh, Musks in the world with uh, one of his executives at Neuralink and uh, named Siobhan Zilis. And uh, so anyway, nine kids uh, – one of his biggest concerns that he's been very vocal about is population decline, and he thinks we're headed yeah. towards a catastrophe uh, in that respect. So he is doing his part, I take it, yeah. in uh, trying to buck that trend of population decline. But I would say this doesn't uh, present the greatest example for American men to spread your seed so liberally. I mean, these aren't nine kids with one wom- woman, I take it. No, no, no. His first wife had five kids okay five with the first and then grimes the horrible singer that only apparently only geniuses understand had had a couple then he has so that so that would be two and so then uh, not then two more make that nine see it, i am it, good at math. and make the mistake i mean he can afford it right yeah. but at the same time again leadership top down you're not going to be the most present father when, no. when you have no. kids I, all over the place. On, like on this. that, I take a very dim view. Uh, there's, a, there's a friend of mine, um, lifelong friend, fabulously wealthy. Uh, he's on wife number three, and he's had kids all along the way. And then he he had someone that he didn't marry, who had a kid, had a daughter. That uh, and I just I, I don't I, I don't. You know, I I understand family dynamics. I understand mm-hmm, the things mm-hmm. that work out and that you're wealthy and the whole thing. It's, it's just that none, none of the kids are going to feel like they're getting all the dad time that they should. Right, clearly. And, and you can take religion or faith or any of that out of the equation. I still think uh, we should be promoting nuclear families in the context of a covenant relationship for yeah. life that seems to produce the best results for a society. <laughs> um, well, Netflix, there's a comic named Andrew Schultz. Never heard of the guy till yesterday. And he's, he's already got some Netflix uh, specials. Uh, Schultz saves America is, is one of them. Well, the guy, the guy makes anti-abortion jokes. Uh, and, and I thought Netflix went through this with Dave Chappelle. Just, you know, if you don't like it, don't watch it sort of a thing. But Netflix asked him to edit some jokes out. Now, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. Uh, on other content in, in a special, the, the guy's from New York. He's blue as heck. He, you know, F-bombs here and there. It's not family stand-up comedy. Um, uh, and, and for, you know, neither Dave Chappelle, you know, for, for that matter. Dave Chappelle's hilarious. Well, this, this guy's hilarious. This is one of the jokes that Netflix wanted him to to edit out. 
And bottom line about the joke, it's, well, you know, when you get to heaven, you're going to have the men aren't, but you women are going to have to answer for what you're doing. I agree with you when you say that men should have no say in the decisions you make with your bodies. Those are your decisions to make and yours alone. And I feel that way because uh, at the end of the day, when we all go up to heaven and God's like, why are we all killing babies? We're going to be like, (laughs) y'all. decision this was, God. Uh, <laughs> looks like you need to pay for your sins, babe. <laughs> Even though I paid for your sins. Pretty damn funny. I agree. Um, and there was a twist right in the middle of it that the audience didn't see coming. Yeah. Which makes it even better. And and so uh they asked him to edit that out and it's it's it comes apparently pretty early in the special. There's some a couple other jokes. I didn't have the time to edit F bombs out and all that, but it's it, it, I, I wonder would they have asked him to edit out a Clarence Thomas joke or a you know a, a pro abortion joke or something like that or how how dumb are Republicans and whatever. But but uh, no, that, that cracked me up because he's going to release it himself through his website. And he put up two clips uh, yesterday as examples of, well, here's what I'm not going to edit out. <laughs> so so anyway, when he when he says <clears throat> uh, when he says, uh, you know, G- God says, why were y'all killing babies? He, he does this look this like, you know, puts his head back, looking back at God, meaning men saying, well, y'all <laughs> anyway. So it's. It's funny. Should, should I play it again? Uh, let's save it for the 8 o'clock. All right, we'll save it for the 8 o'clock. Uh, when we come back, we'll do an early pass to check your text. And uh, this morning <clears throat> on uh, the Facebook, uh, I explained the Vancouver model that I was talking about yesterday. Well, hours after I was off the air, there was a pretty amazing press conference between the FBI and MI5. And they, they addressed what China is doing in Canada. Um, and uh, I'll have you some of that when we come back. It's uh, AM 770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. AM 770 KTTH, Brian here with producer Greg early in the, the morning and a early pass at uh, Check Your Text, by the way, 800-465-8770. Uh, Rational Opposition Lorex says, I was hoping this Boris Johnson resignation would prompt a lot of Black Rod. And, uh, yeah, you've used it sparingly so far yeah, this morning. Yeah, you'd, you'd think, because I've got it right here. There's the black rod. It's black rod. Open the door. Do it. Just do it. So there, there you go. Boris Johnson interrupting there. Should we have listeners text in with their favorite Boris Johnson memories? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I say, I'm a big fan of his outboard motor. Um, uh, with Elon, Nick Cannon, and the Duggars, the Earth will be well populated. Uh, to, wait, wait, I'm cutting off the end. Well populated for generations to come. Menifee Mike, thank you very much. <laughs> so, I forgot about Nick Cannon, who, who uh, he's got a lot of kids. And is he doing pretty well? I imagine. Oh I yeah, he's watching anything. He's he's on. 
I always remember hearing that uh, former Sonics great uh, Sean Kemp had a, a lot of children yes, as well. Yes, yes. A big fan of fatherhood was uh, Mr. Kemp. That's one way to put it. Um, well, yesterday I was explaining, and you can go to Facebook, uh, Brian Suits Show on KTTH, uh, and we're going to have it up at uh, KTTH.com. But I, I explained what's called the Vancouver model that I was talking about yesterday. And then uh, a few hours after... Uh, I, I was off the air. The head of the FBI, Chris Ray, uh, W R A Y, Chris Ray, and the head of MI5, uh, Ken McCallum, in London, in a unprecedented news conference. Uh, they've never done a joint press conference before. Certainly not from London, but um, the FBI is kind of an analog uh, domestically to. Uh, pardon me, MI5 is sort of the British domestic analog. Uh, to uh, the FBI, but they had a joint press conference pretty much announcing that the our number one rival of the free world, the Western world, is China. Uh, the heads of UK and US security services have made an unprecedented joint appearance to warn of the threat from China. Uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray said China was, quote, the biggest long-term threat to our economic and national security, close quote, and had interfered in politics, including recent elections. The head of MI5 said his service had more than doubled its work against Chinese activity in the last three years. Um, they both were warning all uh, free world businesses, <clears throat> uh, you're being subverted, you're, your technology is being stolen. Uh, the MI5 uh, head said the challenge posed by the Chinese Communist Party was game-changing, while Ray called it immense and breathtaking. Um, the audience included chief executives of businesses and senior finance figures, as well as figures from universities. Uh, the Chinese government was, quote, set on stealing your technology, close quote, using a range of tools and <clears throat> got um, I got very serious. But they were talking about specific anecdotes. Uh, the head of MI5 pointed to a series of examples linked to China. These included a British aviation expert who had received an approach online and had been offered an attractive employment opportunity. Uh, he fra he traveled to China twice to be wined and dined before being asked for technical information on military aircraft by a company which was actually a front for Chinese intelligence authors. Like like all companies that do business with the West have have a liaison office uh, of the Chinese Ministry for Se uh, uh, Security Services uh, in the in the factory, and I mean it's a top to bottom holistic approach at conflict with the west um so that they don't have to fire shots that that is what it is and up to and including and, and th this m may not be able to fit in the door of your imagination but up to and including a reverse opium war and you may have to google it but any chinese citizen can tell you off the top of their head yeah there was that one time when england imported opium to China in 1839. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, there's twice. We went to war with the Western world, mainly the UK, um, as a, as a dynasty in 1839 and then uh, later on in, in disarray. But the British, with very typical British sensitivity towards foreign peoples, uh, d decided that the way to dominate uh, China was to take a little bit of the Afghanistan India model and import opium, give give people opium. And th th this is obviously a national trauma in China, largely unknown here in the U.S., 
Uh, but th- this is this is what led to, and this this is really important that you know the legacy of the opium wars is a a very very harsh policy towards drug users to this day in China. But Mao, when when he took power after World War II, after the Chinese Civil War, they had a zero tolerance policy that continues to this day. It's as commie as red. It's as communist as a hammer and sickle um, to execute drug users, drug dealers, etc. And since they feel that the outside world imposed that upon them, it's absolutely a turnabout of fair play that they are selling fentanyl up and down the West Coast. And and it's made in factories. And ironically, the, the British uh, delivered opium to the Guangdong province, which, which is sort of the, the Chinese Florida. It's the southeast uh, Pacific coast of, of China. Uh, about 100 million people live in the province. It's called the factory to the world. This is where the Tesla batteries are, um, Boeing subcontractors are there. They make everything there from Walmart toys to to triple seven wing spars. I mean, you name it, right? And they make fentanyl and meth. And they ship it to Vancouver, and it's sold to drug dealers that bring it to Blaine and Everett and Seattle and South Lake Union and Tacoma um, and they make money. They launder the money back through uh, casinos. Now it's funny because they, the 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 head of the FBI and the head of MI five were talking about this because th- the name Vancouver model was coined by the Australians. The Aust- Australian intelligence said, "Yeah, we we call it the we call it the Vancouver model um, because you have to have the favorable environment of corrupt province and and." Uh, lax regulations that they have in Vancouver. And the, the effect is cheap fentanyl all over the streets of Seattle. In they, you know, the, the, these people think they're, they have a heroin addiction. They have a fentanyl addiction. You, you think, you think your little cocaine for your friend's wedding. No, there's fentanyl in it, even marijuana. Um, and, and yes, the, the Chinese, of course, they, they don't mind working with a drug cartel. You, you see, you understand, you just don't do drugs in China. But yes, they will work with the Sinaloa cartel because the Sinaloa likes money. Um, and <clears throat> so the Chinese are, are using their own organized crime, the triads, which have been here in Seattle since 1880. Been in San Francisco since bef- uh, 1870. They, they all kind of hit the, the, the West Coast at the same time. Um, and I mean, you have to understand this is top to bottom. Um, but when you start talking to people about it, their eyes glaze over. And the, the, so what they have is a they have a self-funding espionage capability and we're funding it. You know, every every time a drug addict who overdoses gets Narcan and walks out of Harborview at the end of the day and overdoses again, we're funding it. And can anyone point to a reason why the Chinese Ministry for State Security would be doing industrial espionage in the Seattle area? That's so weird. <clears throat> between between Lockheed and Southern California and uh, Boeing, you, you name it, Boeing, Amazon Web Services, you know, whatever. Um, and, and then, oh, by the way, research at your university. And I mean, I'll, you know, some university professors, I mean, presidents said, hey, law enforcement's not our job. Well, they don't want an FBI presence on the campus, but you're you're damn right. If you're getting DOD money, if you're getting Pentagon money to do aerospace research, and there is a Chinese graduate student on your team, I'm sure he's a fine, fine chap. But 
he has two employers. He, he has two bosses. He has a real boss, and then, then he has whoever the professor is who's running his research. But that's just that. And we're giving away the farm. So so there's that. Um, anyway, a, a, um, a really uh, groundbreaking co-press conference yesterday in, in London. Of course, the Chinese had their denunciations and uh, accusations of racism ready to go. They they did the entire thing. They have a package that, that they know uh, we we respond. Oh no, it can't be racist. Well, sorry, but the nation of China is filled with Chinese people, so maybe we're talking about the country, okay, or the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, all right, back in a second. AM seven seventy KTTH show. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic. I'm 770KTTH, Brian Suits, here with producer Greg. Do I sound like I'm dragging a little bit? I don't think so. Okay, good. I, you feel that way? I amped up. I uh, stayed, I, I was at the penultimate episode of Terminal List, the new Chris Pratt thing on, on Amazon. And penultimate means second to best. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the penultimate, the, the, the second to last episode okay. in the eight episodes. And it's, it's like. Is it emotionally draining? It's like 9, 10. And, and, and I'm just like, I, I, I'm, if I'm up this late, I got to know what happened. Mm-hmm. How, how mm-hmm. it, I can't wait till Thursday night. And now you regret the choice. So I, I fired it up. I committed. Um, and, and now, and, and this is the weakness of, of the uh, putting the entire thing on, I, I I watched it. Now I'm now I'm done with it. This is the second season. It's not going to be here for for months. Aww. Uh completely sucks. Um, next hour, why are Dutch farmers spraying cow poop at the Parliament and their Ministry of Agriculture? The answer may surprise you. Um, also, the greatest political ad ever, and. Um, <clears throat> This is a Republican. This is a black Republican in Arizona running for the fourth congressional district. J- Jerome Davison. He played in the NFL. I guess he was an Arizona State dude. Um, played for the Raiders, maybe. Did he? Name sounds familiar. <clears throat> Only for a couple of years, I think. J e r o n e Davison. He has some uh, sweet sunglasses in that ad. He, uh, father, pastor, author, speaker, former NFL and Arizona State. Speaking of Arizona State, we'll be talking to former Arizona State safety Paul Moyer from Seattle Sports about why the Pac-12 is uh, melting down. So anyway, Jerome Davison is, uh, guess what? He's pro-Second Amendment. Um, and he, he, did, he does a spot, and, and I tweeted it out yesterday. <clears throat> you have to see it to, to really dig on it as, as, as much as you should. I think he's trolling pretty hard with this one. Wow. <laughs> he he when he says Democrats breaking into my house when a bunch of Democrats surrounding my house, it cuts to nineteen people wearing KKK outfits. Can you imagine stumbling across that film shoot if you were just an average oh citizen walking around and, and wow, there's twenty five guys in clan outfits over there. What's going on? And he's sporting an AR fifteen, the ad, it's a it's a thirty second spot. It goes a little something something like this. Democrats like to say that no one needs an AR fifteen for self defense. That no one could possibly need all thirty rounds. But when this rifle is the only thing standing between your family and a dozen angry Democrats in clan hoods. 
You just might need that semi-automatic in all 30 rounds. Jerome Davidson or Congress. So there you go. And uh, and he's he's sporting a he's sporting a um, an AR style uh, cell Arizona legal uh, rifle and uh, and and all that. But it's, a, it's just a, a a great ad. When he but when he says a dozen Democrats in clan hoods, yeah, he's got a bunch of guys in white white robes and pointy white hats and uh, surrounding his house. But so, but I mean he's. Historically speaking, with this ad here, correct? I mean, yeah. the, the the Klan was traditionally Democrats, but I mean, this ad, if it had been released in the 40s, would make more sense. But that's why I think he's trolling progressives here with this ad, because there isn't a huge white supremacist threat from modern Democrats. Well, Eugene Stoner hadn't invented the Armalite rifle in the 40s or 50s, so... That's true. Not to the late 50s, so... He, he'd have like a M1 Garand or something. So he's tying together the past and present here. Yeah. Um, and But the and, ad has definitely gone viral. It's gotten him the attention he's wanted. Uh, you know, I'll never forget uh, the funeral of the great Senator uh, Robert Byrd. Uh, barbaric Robert Byrd. He where, was a where they, they grandmaster? What do they call it was, them? Like, it was like a, the Grand Legal or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're called. And yeah, I mean, he was, and he wasn't like a rank and file Grand Wizard. But, no, no, he was. Yeah, he was. He was like a recruiter for the Klan, and and Bill Clinton had to whitewash over it and say, "Well, of course, where he came up, West Virginia, you know, pretty much all you had to do it, like joining the Elks or something." He's like, "No," but um, but yeah, so there's that. Part of the embarrassing past history of the Democratic Party and race. So, um, so you have some of the audio of the press conference of Ray and McCallum, the FBI I do, and, and frankly, I find the audio a bit chilling. This was an unprecedented press conference between the heads of MI5 and FBI, as you pointed out. And this is just a, a flavor of what they spoke about uh, in terms of the threat from China. We consistently see that it's the Chinese government that poses the biggest long-term threat to our economic and national security. The widespread Western assumption that growing prosperity within China and increasing connectivity with the West would automatically lead to greater political freedom has, I'm afraid, been shown to be plain wrong. What was said there by the head of MI5 is one of the themes of Gary Kasparov's book, Winter is Coming, about the threat from Putin and Russia. It is a fallacy that the closer we tie our economic interests with uh, these oppressive regimes, the more they become like America. It's actually the exact opposite. Yeah, it rubs off. Yeah, as they get richer, they they want to become more democratic. Yeah. Is is what everyone from Paul Wolfowitz mm -hmm. to, to Kissinger said. They want to let freedom ring and no. liberty be the order of the day. No, it's actually just the opposite. You just embolden uh, these bad dudes who are heading these countries. And maybe we're starting to learn our lesson finally, but could it be too late? I, I, you know, I'm not an isolationist or a protectionist, but I think we do have to incrementally separate ourselves from China here. Well, it, it, we, we, we do, and bi- American business has to realize um, that that's a drug dealer, and, and I mean metaphorically and literally um, a drug dealer. You're addicted to their cheap labor, 
And along with that, um, you, you know, it's it's a Lenin didn't say when it comes time to hang the capitalists, they'll sell us uh, the rope. But it was his biographer who said something like that. But what <clears throat> what everybody that I ever talked to in Eastern Europe in newly free Eastern Europe said is, no, you got to let communism go broke. You're right. You, you don't fund it. The, the, the Chinese now have the, the, the biggest middle class and growing. But the deal that they've made with Beijing is you don't challenge the party for primacy. You don't you don't make up a religion. <clears throat> you don't um, you don't follow BTS. Uh, you, you know, you, you, you don't challenge them for for authority. You, you certainly you you Uyghurs, you, you certainly do not uh, uh, sit there and, and radicalize your young men and become all Muslim and junk. That that ain't happening or else we got camps for you. Um, and, and so it's, uh, like I say, it's a top to bottom strategy and it's, you know, I, I hope the business leaders, um, take it, take it seriously. Well, and it's so shocking and chilling, Brian, because they don't mention Russia here. And I think top of mind for so many Americans and people around the world is the war in Ukraine. And yet the heads of MI5 and FBI are going, no, 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 no. The biggest long-term threat is economically geopolitically is china that's and, and, freaky and it's funny because um china china has more full-time dedicated hackers in in the pla and the people's liberation army than every other nation including russia combined um, it, and north korea that that is what they do it's free money you know why wouldn't you steal they don't they you know they don't respect international uh they don't in, uh, respect copyrights or trademarks because copyrights don't have aircraft carriers you know trademarks don't come with a bayonet you know they they don't respect any of that stuff um and just ask anyone who's done who's done work uh in in china and and they see this as a generational struggle and if it requires funding espionage in north america by selling fentanyl to the americans on the west coast then uh then we'll do it 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 makes me sick to be honest with you to be honest with you there. Um, all right. Uh, back next hour. Why is the Pac-12 disintegrating before our very eyes? We'll uh, talk to former Arizona State Sun Devil and Seattle Seahawk Paul Moyer from from uh, Seattle Sports uh, down the hall uh, about this. And uh, where where when the dust settles, where will Washington be? Where will Wazoo be? Will where will we're, where will uh, Arizona State <laughs> be? But it won't be in anything called the Pac anything. Uh, back in a second, AM 770.